Dijino a, Madonai, Dijino a, Deno, Maasei, Deno, Konenai, Deno, Maasei, Deno, Konenai, Poker Tov, Shavua Tov. Baruch Hashem, we had such good news from Israel last night. Baruch Hashem, the uh, rescue of the um, two hostages. Uh, thanks to Baruch Hashem, the help of Hashem, um, and the bravery of the IDF and the soldiers who were involved in the mission. Uh, Inshallah, for all of the hostages, very soon, Bezrat Hashem. Today's show is dedicated for the continued success of the IDF, for the return of all of the hostages, Bezrat Hashem, uh, for the success of the State of Israel. Leilu Nishmat, all of those who are who were killed during this time, Al Kiddush Hashem, Leilu Nishmat, Esther Bat Eliyahu, Matitya Ben David, Daniel Ben Ephraim, David Ben Yehuda, Ephraim Ben Yehuda, Moshe Ben David, Rachamim Ben Mordechai. And Yaakov and Menasher, Rahashem, Dinicham, Began Eden, and for the Rufuash Lema of Kolpitsu Israel, Kolchol Israel, Pichanam, Dan Benesser, Nisan Benchanai, Tzchak Benefai, Cheskel Benachel, Nisim Bendinach, and our Deva Devora, Shemuel Benachel, Binavim Benashoshana, and Tzchak Bentamar, Elna Refana Lahem. Continue Mishanich Nasadar, Marim Besimcha. And uh, Adar starts, we have to be happy. So they they ask the Hasidim of uh, Breslov, we usually start with something cute. Uh, so Rav Nachman, the Rebbe, he used to say, Mitzvah Gdola Liot Besimchat Amin. He said, it's a mitzvah to always be happy. All the time a person has to be happy, Rav Nachman. So they asked him, they said, your Rebbe said, that you always have to be happy. But we see that it says in the Gemara, it says in the Talmud, Bokedov, it says, it says, Adar besimcha. It says, when Adar starts, that you, you have to be happy. That doesn't mean that always uh, you go out of your way to be happy. It says from the time Adar starts. So why does your Rebbe say that you always have to be happy? So they answered, they said, no, you have to read carefully what it says. It says, Adar. When Adar starts, Marbim besimcha, morning, good morning, Marbim besimcha, means that you have to add to your happiness. Right? That means that naturally you're always happy. <laughs> we always have to be happy. In Adar, we have to be more happy. <laughs> During the year, we have to be happy. Adar, we have to be more happy. <laughs> Why? Because these are months that miracles were done for Am Yisrael. Baruch Hashem, we had a, last night a tremendous uh, miracle. Uh, Baruch Hashem, two of the hostages were, were saved. Uh, these are months of miracles. Yes. Uh, uh, in the times of Achashverosh uh, and the Mordechai and Esther, uh, the Jews were miraculously, and then also uh, in Nisan also. Nisan is Yetziad uh, Mitzrayim. These were these were months of miracles for Am Yisrael and Bezrat Hashem. We should look forward to more and more miracles. So we've been talking about Levisha. Uh, we've been talking about uh, wearing clothes. <laughs> And Peleyoetsk uh, in the last year came down very, very strong and spoke about how a, a person, even if a person is able to afford the most expensive and luxurious garment, Peleyoetsk, that doesn't mean that you should buy them and wear them, uh, the most expensive and luxurious garments. The, uh, for several reasons, he says, number one, when a, when a person buys the most luxurious garments, it feeds the Yetzer Hara, it feeds a person's ego uh, to, to do it, and it, strength, it strengthens a person's gava, chas uh, v'shalom, the personal gava, which, we, 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 uh, which uh, uh, is an engine for the Yetzer Hara. 
Peleoit also calls it a waste of money, waste of a person's money. To uh, when Hashem blesses a person with money, you have to spend it on the right things, not spend it on the wrong things. <laughs> and sometimes because of your business, your environment, maybe you have to do it. No. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, some people say I do it. Uh, okay, though. Yeah, uh, listen. A lot of things in the Torah comes with intentions. I do it. My, <laughs> my intentions are to make more money, so I give more tzedakah. I had a few people that they, they came and they said, well, you know, this, our businesses run on the jealousy of women. The world. The world runs. The world is run by a uniform, right? The world runs on the jealousy of women. But but Peleot was saying that this this envy and this jealousy is very bad. It causes a lot of problems in Shalom Bayit. Uh, there are couples that get divorced because of it. Even Chas Shalom sometimes, uh, you know, it causes problems at home. Girls want to get to that stage and they can't get married because they're the, the parents are great parents. Father is a great father uh, in every other respect. The father, uh, but j- just because. They're not able to make a certain level of parnasa. That means that there's a lack. That means that they they're not good chas v'shalom. Sometimes you have the best husband, the best father, and they're doing a decent job. Not like they're they're not in poverty, but he's he's also doing a decent job when it comes to parnasa. But just because uh, he can't afford the the luxuries that his wife wants and that his daughter wants, chas uh, v'shalom, he he becomes a zero in their eyes. Uh, it's, it's one of the worst things. It's one of the, the most horrible things, by the way, it says. And because of that, girls don't get married. And because of that, divorces happen. Uh, where, where does all of this start from? From standards that are unrealistic. 200 years ago, Pelayoites writes this. From standards that are Not yesterday. Yeah, and he didn't. It's not yesterday. But it's like he's a Navi. It's like he's a prophet. It's like things, uh, the world doesn't change. We don't learn. So, Pelayoites says, it is worthwhile. He says, this is part of the job of the leadership of the community. Uh, if they're, they're community leaders, we tend to live to pay attention. Uh, to these kinds of trends, they should make rules for the community, uh, and they should say that these. He, he said, "This is what to worry about. Worry about people to be able to afford being Jewish, for people to afford for their children to be able to get married. That's what your job is. That's what the jobs of the leaders of the community is: is to look out for the good of the community and make rules for the community that we're not going, uh, we're not going to." Uh, violate, transgress uh, these rules. Put limits on the parties. Put limits sometimes on how on how on how people dress. Put li- can you imagine leaders of the community putting limits on how you could dress? If you dress a certain way to Kanisa, we're not going to accept you in Kanisa. If you dress a way to a wedding, we're not going to let the rabbis do the wedding. <laughs> so, so they, so in different communities, they had. So he's going to give an example, but. But, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
Our community had it. Our community had it at certain times. And Pele Yoetz even says, look, he says, learn from our elders, Pele Yoetz says in those times. Our elders cared for these things. Uh, there, there were communities, uh, I know that, uh, I know amongst the Syrians, I think in, in Khaleb, I, I heard that they had a very strong community enactment that, uh, that when people went out, they had limits on them. They said, inside your house, a person do whatever you want, they, you know, had no, but outside of a person's home, people were not allowed to like buy uh, a house more than a certain size. Because people had to be relatively on the outside for to what everybody saw had to be somewhat similar. It shouldn't be something that's ostentatious and something that causes uh, people to have joy. And then inside your home, a person wants to spend as much as you want to spend, uh, spend inside your home. But on the outside, in front of other people, in order to prevent and cause that there should be less jealousy, they, they had this takana. So different communities, in their own way, in whatever way is uh, number one, enforceable that people are, are going to keep to and that can work for a community to limit this, uh, you know, this uh, need for jealousy and to limit the jealousy of one having to outdo to the other and just one person does one thing at, at their party and suddenly everybody has to keep to that standard or one person does something for a shira something we could do if we could limit shiras in some kind of way if we can limit the just the shiras even if we we can't get necessarily to the personal parties that we do but if in our county says we could limit the shiras in some kind of a way that there's a limit to how much a person can spend or a limit to how much a person can bring just to teach the lesson in people's eyes that you have to think about everybody don't not to just think if i can afford this or if i can't afford this because there are many people, for them to be able to do it causes shalom bayit. There are many people that will never even begin to do it, will never even begin to have a shira, will never even begin to have a, a simcha, but just because the expense is too great. And we have to think about everybody. We have to think about the entire community. So she takanot in different communities, the elders who were looking out and they saw the entire community, uh, they, they would make rules for the community uh, to, to keep the peace between everybody and right, to enable everybody to be able to have the khushi in, the, in their right time. And we have examples in the Gemara of this. Ashkechan shechivu et ha'ashirim, that the, the wealthy, the wealthy obligated themselves. Ve'akel b'chulam, and they lowered their own honor, they lowered their own dignity. K'deh shelo levayesh ad misha'enlo, in order to not embarrass somebody who didn't have. There's a story, I'll give one example of it. Uh, it's a story, it's a very emotional and touching story in the Gemara. The Gemara says in Masechet Ketubot that once upon a time the minhag, the custom of the Jewish people was that when a person passed away, uh, before you would bury them, that you would dress them in the finest clothing possible. You know, you know the way uh, some of the Christians, they do it, they learned it from us. It was actually, a, it was a Jewish custom. It was a Jewish minag. The Gemara says that you had to dress the met, the uh, person, the, the uh, body of the person who passed away, in the finest garments, in gold and in the, the finest garments that there, that there were. People couldn't afford it. 
people were not able to afford it. It got to a point, the Gemara says, that for there were many people that the, the expense of having to bury their loved one, the expense of having to bury a parent who passed away, a, a mother, a father, a relative who passed away, was even more difficult than the fact that they died. Now you know, see, imagine the, the pain that a person has that their loved one passes away. The Gemara says the pain of having to pay for the burial was even worse. It was so bad. It became so expensive because the standards, one, one went above the other and above the other and above the other. Until the Gemara says that we had one great leader, his name was Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel was the Nasi, he was the president of the Jewish people. He was very wealthy, he was very well connected with the Romans uh, politically. And Rabban Gamliel said, I have to do something about this. He said, I'm going to make a new takana. I'm going to make a new takana, that's it. No more fancy clothes, only the simplest white shrouds, the simplest uh, white clothes possible, that's it. And you don't, uh, you, you can't take anything with you uh, when you passed away. Only simple, simple uh, white shrouds. And Rabban Gamaliel said, who is going to be the first to start this? How are we going to start this uh, takana? You start it with me. So Rabban Gamaliel, who was the Nasi, who was the president of the Jewish people, he said, you start it with me when I die. That's leadership. Uh, that is leadership. When a leader takes ownership and he says, you know, no, no, it's gone too far. This has gone too wild. Right? People have to do the mitzvah. People have to be, People were not burying their parents. They weren't. Can you imagine a parent passed? Someone passes away. The children wouldn't bury their parents. They were afraid. They, they would the anim, the the poor people. They would run away and not fulfill the mitzvah. And Rabban Gamliel said, "This cannot continue. It's not able to continue." So we're going to make a new takana. We're going to make it that it's cheap and that it's simple. And start it with me. Start it with me. And nowadays, what happened? Nowadays, they found a way even to charge for the white shrouds. The <laughs> it's supposed to be the cheapest thing possible. And they they take a few hundred dollars for it. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> like, oh, we're making you special special white shrouds to bury <laughs> to bury somebody. It's, it's meant to be the cheapest cheapest material possible. That uh, that that doesn't cost anything. That's what it's supposed to be. Uh, from, uh, from the Gemara. But what do we learn? What's the lesson that we learn from Rabban Gamliel? That when it comes to matters of mitzvah, the, the, it's the responsibility of the leadership to make it affordable for everybody to the extent possible. Uh, the standards shouldn't get too out of hand. And what are other matters of mitzvah? Getting married is a matter of mitzvah. It's a matter of mitzvah that every person should have the zikhut bezrat Hashem. Every, every young boy, every young, uh, young girl who gets to that age where they're supposed to get married, that getting married is a mitzvah. So getting married should be something affordable. It should be something doable. The mitzvah part of it to make a chuppah, I can tell you, it doesn't cost anything. And as a rabbi, we'll, we'll always joke with the couples. Whenever you want, they say, bring a cup of grape juice, <laughs> a, cup of, a, cup of, a cup of wine, two witnesses, that's it. We'll do it right over here in Kanisa. There's not, uh, it's not, not a big deal. The religious part of it, if you want to get married, we'll do it for you uh, anytime, any place. But the amount of expenses for a wedding and for somebody to not be able to get married because of that, it's, it's such a shame. It's such a shame. It's so sad. Pele Pele Yoetza, the suffering that existed 200 years ago, 
but continues to exist, unfortunately, still till, to, uh, till today. And people are afraid. People are afraid to get married. They're afraid to date. They're afraid to let their children date. Because they say, we're not able to afford expenses uh, of a wedding. We're not able to be able to get married. But, morning, good morning. So the leadership of a community has to look out, morning, good morning, to see what is the proper way and what is the right way to allow these uh, to allow mitzvot to become more affordable, that every person uh, should be able to do it. We have to learn from our elders. We have to learn from the great leaders uh, that looked out to try to make being Jewish, to try to look, uh, you know, being a person of Hashem, being a member of the Jewish community, should be something that is affordable. It shouldn't be something that's outrageous. Obviously, we have to spend something on it. Obviously, yes, the expense is going to be a little, uh, you know, to be Jewish costs a little bit more than being a goy, for sure. You have to invest uh, more money in it. It's our, that's our job. That's our responsibility. But it should be within normal means. It should be within affordable means. It shouldn't be something that it, ha- it has to be outrageous to, to be Jewish. So, af bimishuani, we'll end up on a positive point. Pele Yohat says, af mishuani, but there's something I want to tell you. Even if there's a person who's poor, even if there's a person that you're not uh, you're not able to afford the most expensive clothes, but still, every person should be cautious to have clothes that don't disrespect them. And at the very least, have clean clothes clean clothes. Every person, no matter at what level you are, it says, even if the poorest of the poorest know that there, you have to have some, some sense of dignity uh, in how you dress. So you dress in clean clothes. Don't dress in, in dirty clothes. Dirty clothes, make sure they go to the wash. If you can't get the stain out, don't ever wear it. You have to wear, uh, we have to wear only clean clothes, not clothes that, that degrade. Chas uh, shalom. Sophia, the, okay, we have to pause over there. We're getting, we're at 8.05. We're going to continue on this point tomorrow. We wish everybody a wonderful day. Happiest Monday, Shavua Tov, Chodesh Tov. Thank you.